Bobcat Games Dungeons of the Obelisk podcast. I'm your host, Joe Sleppy, and I'm joined today by our art lord, Ben Segus. Hello. And I'm also joined by our digital alchemist, TJ Yadisernia. What's up? And for the listener, if this is your first time joining in on the uh, Dungeons of the Obelisk podcast, this is a uh, sort of an audio devlog where we get together every two weeks and talk about the things we've, we're working on in our game, which is Dungeons of the Obelisk, a 2D turn-based dungeon-crawling loot-grinding adventure. And um, we've kind of had a big past two weeks with lots of Lots of new stuff. TJ's been hard at work. Uh, Ben's been drawing like crazy. I guess the first thing on our list to talk about is the the new dungeon map. Last episode, we were talking about uh, ideas for it, but you've actually got some sketches now, Ben. Yep, that's true. <laughs> Finally got, I think, six, six maps put together now. I mean, it's going to... I think it's going to be a little finagling with like all the rooms broken into their own separate thing but i i'm not sure exactly how we're doing that <laughs> yeah but <laughs> either way I, i've got sketches and layouts for everything so we'll we'll see <laughs> yeah they look really good with uh the main rooms so you drew like three big main rooms and then kind of some smaller rooms that that got not randomly, I guess, but like placed around them in, in different patterns and stuff. Yeah. We could probably post like a couple of them too in our Discord, actually. Okay. So like, here's some rough dungeon sketches. That might be cool. People probably want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll do that later today or whenever. I guess now I'm actually obligated to do it later today. <laughs> say yeah, if that. we say stuff on the podcast, then you have to do it. That, that holds me to stuff, yeah. too. Get roped into something. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like we haven't posted much in there in a while. We should, we probably should, like, update yeah, people. Yeah, definitely. We're still, I mean, they have the podcast and my blog every other week and stuff, so they know we're working on it, but it's nice to see some I'm of sure the stuff have. that we're talking about, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will say, I really like the uh, the center room that you made that has that kind of ornate tower pillar in the middle. Oh yeah, the that control one. room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's honestly my favorite so far. I'm gonna I'm gonna include those like pipes and stuff all throughout the other rooms and stuff. But like, yeah, that that one's my favorite. <laughs> I don't know if it's obvious in how I <laughs> sketched it that it's my favorite so far. <laughs> I go back and look at them again. Oh yeah, that one is nuts. I didn't want it to look like too modern, but I didn't want it to look too, like, uh, like medieval either. Like, it's kind of an in-between, like, not not steampunk, but kind of vaguely steampunk, I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say it reminds me of, like, a something steampunk for sure. It's kind yeah. of, uh... So the control room, we have the control room and the whirlpool. What's the other one called? I just called the other one like uh, uh, 
what was it? It was a platform room or something? Because I have like a bunch of grating in the center of it, so like you can walk over the grates and stuff. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna fine tune it and stuff as I go, but that's the general premise so far. I just wanted a big room where you could see tons of slime, so there'll be like stuff floating in it and moving around. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. You know what might be cool as I'm looking at it? Like maybe like some blades or something like spinning in the slime. Like it seems sure. like a room where they would like <laughs> mix it up or something. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to do that. It's just get... an idea. <laughs> Got to clean up our slime. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the point of a sewer treatment, right? I mean, I don't know if our town is yeah. advanced enough to have sewer treatment, but... The idea is kind of like the obelisk appeared and it like sort of magically fused with the sewer system of the town. So that's like kind of like why that's the first layer. So even though it's a small medieval town, it, it has quite an advanced sewer system apparently. Oh, it's making me concerned for the citizens. Are they, are they getting slime out of their faucets? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe once the obelisk showed up, it did. <laughs> the The flavor text on the glove does say that they're they're coming out and attacking local cats. <laughs> Crawling out of the toilets. <laughs> yeah, they just need a hero now. Yeah, I can't wait to be running around in these. Like, we kind of already have the sketch loaded in, and you can run around on the sketch of it. But, uh... It's going to be so good once it's got like the details and stuff like the the planks going across the rivers of slime kind of look like like big hot dogs or something right now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But uh it's pretty good. Um speaking of like your artwork and and stuff that you've drawn a long time ago and we finally got everything added in for the uh, character creator. So now yeah. All of the, all the hairstyles, all the eyebrows, all the eyes, um, all the different styles of underwear that you can pick from, those are all in the game now. Yeah, I was honestly, I was really stoked just for the eyes. Like I've been wanting to play around with those for a while. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I, I like the little like beady eyes that I did. <laughs> they look so ridiculous. I'm definitely a fan of those tiny little eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hopefully yeah, really everybody will yeah, like them. One of those pairs of lips, I, I don't know how to describe it, but like... <laughs> Luscious? The other ones are mouths, <laughs> I guess, yeah, and then the, that one is lips. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I... Honestly, that one kind of made me uncomfortable drawing it, but it's like, you know what, somebody's gonna want lips, so... Give him some actual lips. <laughs> it's like almost ominous when you have a simple face and then highly detailed lips going on. <laughs> you know. <laughs> we should do like a... When we start making ads and stuff, there should be like the characters like running around the dungeon and then it does like a spongebob style like gross up of their face <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> with like all the detail and stuff that'd be fun i'm, I'm definitely into that <laughs> <laughs> let's see what other uh gameplay elements do we have we added uh tj you added in the 
functionality for consumables now. So we can actually get things from the shop and then use them from the inventory, which is really exciting. Yeah, it leads to some interesting things with the gameplay because, you know, you got all these consumables that have all of these effects like making you get more loot. Not get more loot. Improve your loot find. So mm -hmm. instead of just like, you know, you're getting your grays, your greens, you can bump that up and start getting more blues and yellows in. Although it's definitely had its uh, issues trying to get it in. <laughs> Currently as it stands, you can't lose a buff, so if you bump up your buffs and you have a massive movement speed, you're stuck with it, you're gonna live with it forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have anything in the game tied to like actual time yet, so you don't gain energy over time or and your buffs don't expire I guess so just kind of live in a timeless void I guess not only that but, but as of now the shop is it's a shop but it's also free so you go in you you buy items for free which you know it's my kind of shop I'm all for free shops but I don't <laughs> know if we can keep that going yep yeah I don't know if they would have socialism in, in the realm <laughs> <laughs> or not or you just you need your dungeon exploring items and you just kind of cash in for them I mean I could I guess maybe there could be a system for that where where they the king needs people to go out and explore and do stuff so they they fund it I don't think that's gonna happen or... <laughs> no. you may be the hero but they're not about to give away free loot. <laughs> yeah, the the NPC shopkeeper dialogue is. I've been thinking about it. I think it's written in the master doc somewhere, but it's gonna say like, "I have everything you need to explore the obelisk at a price, of course." <laughs> is there gonna be a cost for the blacksmith? Blacksmith might be like, I guess like the recipes and different things, but. Blacksmith, I think, scraps your items for free. <laughs> In most games, I feel like it's always been free. I don't know if it makes sense that it's free, but gameplay-wise, I think it does. <laughs> yeah, because like, if you run out of money and have a ton of items and can't scrap them for crafting materials, it might not work. Yeah, you're just kind of stuck. I guess the blacksmith must have like a... Uh, system where they scrap your items for free and give you the crafting materials but then you have to spend those crafting materials and gold at the blacksmith for other things so it's uh they're helping themselves out maybe that's how they get you give you items <laughs> only they can use yeah exactly. exactly um i wrote down lots of new buttons and ui on this sheet and now i can't remember specifically what what uh buttons and UI you added in <laughs> um. it kind of has this weird like thing like a phenomenon that happens where it's like we've looked at you know the blank buttons that were just like white backgrounds and stuff for so long and now you've finally added in all the stuff like the borders and the buttons all have like kind of designs on them and stuff and now it looks like how it's supposed to, and you feel like, oh, this is how it always looked, you know? Yeah, you, you look at it, you think to yourself, oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's always been like that. It's never <laughs> changed. 
I know <laughs> the dungeon selection is probably the biggest one that's new. Oh yeah, okay. that is what I was thinking of when I wrote that. Yeah, now instead of just clicking a button that says the dungeon level, you actually get a little preview. Um, it tells you what mobs are going to be in there. Um, lets you look at your own stats before you jump in in case like something's off. <laughs> that kind of thing. And then, uh, yeah, it looks really good. It looks a lot like my sketch, but just a lot better. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a good amount of stuff going on for it. A lot of room for improvement, but it's get, definitely getting there. I'm trying to think of what else. I guess, do you count the uh, the small bit of UI telling you what buffs you have active? You know what? I don't think I've seen that yet. Yeah, it's in the uh, test the extra <laughs> info panel that you can see. I'm loading the game up so I can go look at it. <laughs> it should be so. almost the same as looking at stats, just with buffs. Buffs at the very bottom. Alright on, let me uh, get a Barsoom, <laughs> I will buy that from the shop, and then I go to my inventory and my consumables and let's use it, and then I go to information, oh yeah at the bottom it says buffs, <laughs> yep. oh, I still have my weird contraption that I used before I closed the game, that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> they uh, save between the game. It's, since it never goes away, if you close up or whatever, open it back up, it'll still be there. Right on. So now I'm really leveled up. I can get some good loot now. You could try and find a 600 or more. That's when things start getting a little unfair. <laughs> unfair. <laughs> yeah, I guess it, I'm still level 3 on this uh, character, so I don't know that that's going to help me that much, but I guess I should be getting better rare items, right? More rare items? Yeah. Oh, with that XP bonus. Oh yeah, that's true too. So for the listener, they should purchase a Barsoom as soon as they can and use it to level their character through the first 10 levels. <laughs> Probably shouldn't be playing the game while we're trying to podcast. I'm going to minimize it. <laughs> a good idea. I think it's a good sign though that like I just want to play this game all the time. <laughs> Like, I feel like if I was getting bored with it by now or something, that wouldn't be, wouldn't be good at all. No, not at all. Well, we're doing something right then. Yeah. Have we mentioned the town yet? Uh, either not at all so. or vaguely. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> you've started the uh, very basic beginnings of our town, which is going to be the hub for the the player that they're going to spend you know a lot of time wandering around looking at the shops seeing other players and stuff and right now it doesn't have any of that but at least it's started and you can walk over and, and click on the obelisk to enter the dungeons which may not sound super exciting to the the listener but um it's i feel like it's really cool because it uh um the last time we started mo moving menu items around, it really broke the game. So having the town and starting to get things in where they're supposed to be and where they're you're actually supposed to be when you click on them and stuff is is pretty exciting because I don't know, it just gets the game like more and more to where it's closer to its final version, I guess. 
Yeah, it's like you you hear about it, you look at it, and you're like, oh, this this is not a town. This isn't even close. You you know, you're walking in the main dungeon, but kind of internally and what it can be is a lot larger than you would think. It's like this opens up the option to have all the different shops and such that we're supposed to add in. Not only that, but it also opened up the game to break in so many ways that I wasn't ready for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were looking at a bunch of bugs and stuff earlier today, I guess. We had uh, Sludgesauruses creating, like, an infinite attack that just never ended. Pummeling <laughs> oh, you a slime forever. <laughs> what else was there? Um, syncing the data to, from the sheet, I guess, broke the game now, too. <laughs> So, I don't know if you fixed that one yet or not, but... Uh, I'm not sure. If, if you haven't had it happen, <laughs> then I guess it's fixed. I, I didn't sink, I guess. I was sort of, <laughs> uh... I was sort of, uh... Scared to do it again. Yeah, I tried to do everything I can to break whatever through every bug listed. I personally couldn't get any of them to activate, so I have to assume that it works. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna sync data right now, and we'll see. We'll see live on the podcast if it testing your work, I guess. Hope for the best. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would enter the dungeon. It would just be like a blank screen. <laughs> it was. Oh, uh, dang. It's just funny how like I, I I find bugs like kind of interesting. Like you never know what's gonna cause like some kind of weird bug and then like what the solution is for it you know yeah it's working now i was able to sink and then enter the dungeon so you must have fixed it hey that sounds good don't know what i did but i'll take it <laughs> <laughs> we slowly started building up a pretty bad bug with the uh attacks where you just attack an enemy and then just get stuck you wouldn't be able to do anything from there Oh yeah, we had that issue when you were moving too fast and then you AOE'd everybody and you killed them all in one hit, it would like go so fast that you would try to attack again and then freeze the game. It was an interesting one, but that seems to be fixed as well, so I think it's running smoothly. Smoothly-ish. <laughs> we're gonna put it I'm gonna put it through the ringer later today and, and play as hard as I can again, but uh Oh yeah, we got a few like little animation things in. Nike didn't make it for the onto this episode, I guess, but um, we finally got her offhand attack animation into the game. And um, I guess she didn't really animate projectiles. That's sort of like done with the the system. But now, whenever you fire a bow, you actually can see an arrow, which is pretty cool. Yeah, there's definitely a good amount of animation that was actually added in, because there was also the uh, the bat. The bat has all of its animations now. Oh yeah, I haven't made it far enough to, to actually see the bat's healing, I guess. Oh, and, and the main character blinks now, too. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think blinking's funny in games, because it's like, you don't notice if they do or do not blink unless you really think about it. And then some games <laughs> are so weird with the blinking. Like, I think it was... Might have been Dark Souls, where your character blinks, then does it rapidly three times, then never again for the next minute. <laughs> it's like they just remembered that they could blink. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you were living in Dark Souls, though, you wouldn't want to risk it. <laughs> you know, because there's so much stuff that can just kill you. Yeah, you, you blink, blink once and you got a knife in your back. 
feel like it does add our our character blinking adds like a bit of uh realism maybe or something like that to them you know a little bit of life they don't have that like just dead stare anymore <laughs> yeah it's one of those small features where it's like you don't notice but when you do notice it's it's a nice little bit that's bringing it all together yeah there's like a lot of little small polish things that you don't really think about as a player but we have to spend time putting into the game <laughs> It's always those small things that, when enough small things don't exist in the game, players start to notice, and that's when I think some issues start to pile up, because there's just so many small things that don't exist, so you think the whole game becomes a problem. Yeah, yeah, it just kind of, like, loses a bit of life from it, you know? This one, like, I feel like our game is really coming together, and there's going to be, like, a lot of... uh life to it where in a game that could just be like menus and and uh you know just like like menus and and attacks and numbers but i feel like we have like a lot of life in the animation and the art style and everything that just adds so much to it that that didn't necessarily have to be there but it just takes it to the next level i think that's the goal (laughs) <laughs> trying to make it feel like there's it's an actual world you know like there's things to it <laughs> flesh it out yeah yeah i think you trying to do that and then me trying to do that through the flavor text and things like that we really are like building kind of like a little universe around this it could have just been a basic dungeon and and that's it but i don't know i just feel like that stuff adds so much definitely Especially in a game that like doesn't have a lot of story or anything, you know, I'm trying to keep it pretty minimal because I really hate it whenever I like download a game on my phone and it's like I'm reading a book (laughs) and they're just like telling me all this dialogue line after line after line and then it's telling you to click on different things and and then you finally think you're going to play the game and then somebody pops up and starts talking to you again. That's not going to happen in our game. Yeah, I kind of like it when the game... Like, I like a game that has a story going on, and there's all kinds of stuff in the universe. But I also don't like it when it's shoved down my throat. Like, I, if it's little bits of things that you can read, or small other stuff that's shown in the world. It's like a nice way to show the player what's going on without directly telling them. Right. It's kind of like... When you hit them with a whole bunch of exposition and dialogue and stuff right off the bat, it's like, why do I care about this? And it's like no amount of writing quality, you know, we could hire like the best writer in the world and if we're hitting them with this dialogue right away that that doesn't, like, they haven't played the game yet, they, they don't know if the gameplay is fun, they, they haven't done anything yet and you're trying to read and it's just like it's too much in some games and I think sprinkling that stuff in in small places where you can choose to read it or not is so much better yeah I mean it's more interactive that way anyway (laughs) yeah I had um I learned about this before it's uh environmental storytelling kind of how much can you tell the player about the world itself 
just through what they see. You don't have to read a thing, you just play the game, and you start picking up on things purely based off what you've been seeing. And I feel like stuff like that can really make a game a lot better. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Like, yeah, I think it's going to be... It's going to be so much more fun that way, I think, too, like even from like the creative standpoint, because like I could write a big story and we could have like a Star Wars style thing that says, oh, in the town of Topia, the one day the obelisk appeared and blah, 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 and like give you all this like stuff about shit you don't even care about yet. (laughs) And and you would just like you'd either suffer through it and then play the game or you would like turn it off and it just doesn't it doesn't add to it i don't think whereas you know finding a cool sword and then reading the flavor text and it says something about like the god wolf or something and then you're like oh who's this and then like maybe you find another item later on that also mentions them it's kind of it's more fun to sprinkle it in that way <laughs> definitely anytime someone mentions um environmental storytelling i always think about the bathtubs in fallout like how it'll just have like a skeleton in a bathtub with a oh, yeah. item or something and it's like <laughs> what was going on here <laughs> you never never know what's going on with those skeletons yeah and all the the teddy bears <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's always a mystery. You know what, guys? I guess that's everything on our list. We got into a bunch of stuff that maybe wasn't on the list, and now we've hit our half-hour mark, so I don't want to edit too much more than that. So I think, I think I'm going to call it for today's episode. If you've listened to this episode and you made it clear to the end and you're not in our Discord, you should go to knobcat.com. You can join our Discord there. You can also find links to videos of our gameplay and um, my blog that I post every week or so. (laughs) I try to do it every Saturday. I think I've switched to every other Saturday. But, you know, those are maybe deep dives into some of the mechanics and things that we're working on as well. Um, But the Discord is the main place to come in. I'm always on Discord, so if you have any questions or anything you want to ask about Dungeons of the Obelisk, that's the place to do it. Uh, We also have our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Dungeons Obelisk. And Nike and I have been trying to do a good job of updating those. Um, I don't do so good at social media, but (laughs) maybe if you get on there and and bug me for something, if we've talked about something on the podcast and and I haven't, we haven't shown it, go ahead and ask me. But anyways, knobcat.com for all your Dungeons of the Obelisk needs, and I guess we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.